Welcome, adventurer, listener, and kindred soul. You are listening to Starlight, a Dungeons and Dragons space opera podcast on the Ink and Virtue Network. Whether a new friend or an old one, we are glad to have you along for the adventures. The Ink and Virtue Network is dedicated to delivering stories of epic proportions straight to you. Whether it's listening to the impromptu adventures of Squad Luma or diving into the manuscripts of an author, there is something here for everyone. You can support the show by rating it, sharing it with a friend, or finding your way to our network's coffee page where donations help us to keep the magic alive. We appreciate you, and fare thee well, Spacer. Travel safely across the great expanse. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Hello and welcome to this behind the scenes episode where we, well, I guess you and I are going to be talking a little bit about this cadre of episodes that we've just had in November of 2022. So for everyone who's been listening, who's from the Western side of the world, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and I, we just hope that you guys are having a wonderful start to your holiday seasons. And everyone else who's listening who doesn't celebrate that, well, thank you for being a part of the show and joining in. I am Isaac Yorks, your host and DM. And just kind of a quick reminder, we used to do these as Q&A episodes with the whole cast of Courtney and Nathan and Sam and I. And now we're saving those for bigger, longer discussions um, at the end of arcs, uh, as we think that'll be more of an interesting conversation and not kind of going over um, ground that we've covered a couple times, but also uh, it will respect everyone's time a little bit more. Okay, season two is brought to you by our sponsors at the Heroes Journal. It is a wonderful productivity journal with a beautiful finish, various colors from royal purple to stonemason gray and it is journals that have um these kind of ever evolving moving stories that uh, are more than just a journal they are things that it is a it is a uh, personal let's say goal accomplishment device that keeps you on track pointing towards your true north and helping you to get the best out of yourself so go ahead and check them out you can find them in the links below and now to the episode Okay, guys, so as of right now, we don't have much in the way of lore to share. Um, there will be more lore in the future, but this this month, there's not really anything to foreshadow or share about the world. So kind of fun is we get to just jump right into everything that's happened. So, um, gosh, there's a lot to unpack. 
we had Atlas, who finally, after many episodes of alluding to the fact that in his past life, before Atlas, which between you and me, I don't even know what that guy's name is. I've been trying to get that name out of Nathan forever. Uh, I don't think he knows what it is, but it kind of adds to the mystery, so I like it. In the life before Atlas, when he was a part of the Federation Republic Army, and he'd lost his battle buddy in the tragic incident that ended up turning him into the cyborg that Atlas is, he had promised his battle buddy that he would take care of his son. And Atlas finally, after all these episodes of alluding to him, he finally meets him in these last couple ones. And not only does he find him in this prison cell, uh, obviously some some sort of a, a test subject um, and being held in restraint for his snooping. This all happens under the guise of, not under the guise, I mean, this, this all happens under the watch of one of the few people Atlas trusts, and that would be the one known as Zagura, or as Atlas calls him, Pops. Now, if you're kind of curious about what the connection is, if you jumped in a little bit later, or you just kind of your memory's a little bit hazy, because sometimes listening to these episodes, D&D in general, can be like listening to a fever dream, and it's easy to get lost. <laughs> so Zagura is the one who found Atlas on the battlefield after what we can now conclude was the first and initial testing of this transformation of the eggs into the, uh, in this world, the abomination before a dragon, which is a Tarrasque. Um, and that's what killed, destroyed all of this FRI forces is so suddenly, but also killed Atlas's battle buddy. Zagru is the one who found Atlas on the battlefield, half-eaten, barely holding on to life, holding on to the promise that he would take care of his battle buddy's wife and son, um, and and filled with the need for revenge is what was driving him. And Zagru saw him, was impressed, and brought him back to the Kashin, where he had Atlas rebuilt and turned into the man that was Atlas. And that is how Atlas became a member of the Kashin, became indebted to them. Um, and Pops, even though he, we didn't get a chance to really bring him up very much, partially because um, he was never really sought after, Pops was somewhat of a, a mentor figure to Atlas. So it is a huge deal that he finds that the person who likely killed the Gideus Kashin, the original first Don, who apprehended, or not apprehended, but who is imprisoned um, Atlas battle, Atlas's, uh, we'll say godson, and the one who is supposedly now, as it appears to be working on the eggs, is the one that Atlas trusted and I would say almost loved. So that is going to throw Atlas, I think, for a, a big loop. I know Nathan and I have talked a lot about it. And what does that mean? What does it imply? And um, when Nathan originally first learned about the egg's properties and that it was a weapon that could be unleashed, and even though he doesn't know how it could be unleashed or what is the, the crux that would change what it turns into, that it can either become the ultimate force for good or the ultimate force for evil, Nathan has just 
told me flat out like atlas was finding his way kind of finding his heart and his soul again after spending time with with squad luma and more wholesome people and this is just really put him in a dark place so I wouldn't be surprised if we see some shifts, some harshness from Atlas in the future. Um, some just looking straight for power and using people more, seeing them as tools. Uh, I think it's going to be a big character arc for Atlas to come out of it. And me and Nathan have talked about the fact that there is no obligation for Atlas to come out of it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And that's okay. That's part of the game. Um, so yeah, that that was that was pretty big. Uh, I wanted to kind of go a, a little bit into some of the things that are going to be unsaid. So you'll remember that in this episode, um, Betrayal, Atlas, as he runs, actually as he runs, as he is about to be imprisoned by the shade of Naguvu, and it is a shade, it's not Naguvu, it's the power of the of this of that particular Ayun stone that was set in the testing chambers. Um, Naguvu wants to, or the shade of Naguvu, and the reason why I delineate between shade and Naguvu is they are two different things. The shade is almost like a copy created by Naguvu of himself. It has its own thoughts, and in theory, even though its thought patterns are the same, it is pretty much bound to Naguvu in terms of like same goals and will want to it recognizes that it is one part of a whole it could in theory betray Naguvu um but so putting putting that aside that's why I delineate him that shade just as he's getting ready to put Atlas into a prison cell he gives Atlas the journal that belonged to Zaguru and in the hopes that Atlas would read it and it would be kind of the the final linchpin that really broke him and maybe even drove him him mad well as we all know atlas escapes with the the help of fableloom and they make their way to the astral sea barely plucking him from the the, the tendrils of what would have been a very very um i don't know might have been a, a character death depend potentially like without being a character death uh for atlas if he couldn't escape that so but what Nathan and I talked about was we, we talked about what was in that journal, just me and him. And I, I kind of went back and forth with whether or not I was going to record on it or just save it for this. And <clears throat> I decided that I'm going to just save it for this and just talk about it. And if Ray or Clive or other players come in and they ask about it, what happened and Nathan wants to give that discretion in story I want it to be um, from his perspective I don't want it to be colored by how maybe I presented it so we talked about it what was in it and if it comes up it's going to be coming up from from Nathan Atlas himself so but between you and me we are going I'll give you the basic gist of it so that way you kind of get an idea of what's going on so um, as Atlas would have opened the pages and begun reading it, once he had some time in the Astral Sea, what he, the, the, what he would have gathered from it is that we know that Zaguru is the brother, biological brother, of the boss father. And that the two of them were never slated 
to become or get into such high stations of power in the Kashin family. And it was through many cutthroat backroom deals, sabotage, poisonings, and political maneuverings uh, on the part of both of them that they maneuvered um, themselves into positions of power and indeed got Zaguru's brother into the boss father uh, position, basically leading the whole Kashin family, this branch of the Acers. And um, with Zaguru being more of the intellectual mind and wanting to uh, explore what could be done, not just with weapons, but science, he became the chief scientist. Now that was only one part of their dreams. There is a long lost, not lost, but I should say more of like a whispers in the dark that there are people in the Acers who are on the fringes who believe that the Acer families are not stronger divided, that in purity they came from one ship that escaped the... Um, the threat of Eternus together and that cabal that group of people on the fringes of the Acer family believe that one day all of the families will be reunited and they will reach a glory unlike they've ever seen well except since the days of of throwing off the yoke of Eternus destroying it and escaping well Zaguru and his brother that's their dream and so Zaguru was interested in creating weapons and going that route to kind of force the families together again. And his brother, the boss father, is more interested in using political coercion and, and building relationships. And so they kind of married the two. And for a time, it looked like they were making headway. Well, in this journal, Atlas would learn that Zaguru had growing frustration as further and further he was pushed to the side in by his brother, uh, as his brother was saying, more time, more time, more patience, and Zaguru was frustrated. He felt like they could, they could make more inroads to their goals if they took bolder steps, but his brother was meeker. Um, but Zaguru... Ever the the good sibling, he stepped down. He bowed to his brother's will, and eventually, it almost felt like his brother forgot about it. Zaguru never forgot about it. Never forgot about their goals of reuniting the families, and it isn't until much later in the journal that he chronicles realizing that his brother had been making inroads on that, just ever so subtly for so long. Well. In the interim, the number of years that passed while Zaguru kind of set those goals aside, he nearly forgot about it until one day he was visited by an envoy. An envoy who claimed to have a master who, who, was, in, who was interested in helping Zaguru in his mission. And in return... Zaguru could help him by developing a certain weapon. A weapon formed from eggs in a in a certain place in the galaxy that 
that together they could create the ultimate weapon that could be used to not only force the Acer families to unite under the Kashin family's control, but also could met out this, this mysterious figure's master's own goals. And as it turns out, this mysterious figure's master was Naguvu, is Naguvu. And it is indeed there that we learn that Zaguru is the one who unleashed the very first Tarask on the unwitting FRA forces. The same forces that Atlas was a part of with his bow buddy. And the reason why it is no mere coincidence that Zaguru was in the area where Atlas was found, Zaguru was observing the power of this weapon. And it is from there that he noticed one single soldier who was fighting for all his life. Zaguru resonated with that, was impressed. And so he took Atlas in. And through time, we learned in the journal that he came to love Atlas and, um, you know, thought of him at, very much as his son. And it's also in that journal that we learn that he knows that Atlas is a variant, a genetic type that can actually handle the changes caused by the egg. And that Naguvu and Naguvu's envoy wanted to use Atlas. We learned that Zaguru lied about Atlas being alive still and told him that he was dead. He suspects, of course, that Naguvu doesn't believe him, but he doesn't know, and Naguvu pretty much drops it. So in his own way, you know, this is, this is quite the revelation because Atlas realizes that the one who betrayed him is also the one who is trying to protect him. I don't think it ultimately changes how Atlas feels in the end, but it, it definitely adds clouds of gray to it. Um, we learn that Zaguru brought this back up to his brother, the weapon, their original goals, as Naguvu kind of stoked the ambition back in him, and that indeed Zaguru's brother shut him down. The boss father said no, no more. This is a fool's errand. And so in retribution, in, in order to get his ways, Zaguru has been slowly poisoning him over a number of years. You'll recall, I think, listening that there's been multiple references to the boss father kind of growing ill and being sick. That would be Zaguru's doing. So the journal doesn't quite chronicle exactly what happened with Gideus or why Gideus felt the need to attack his labs. We can surmise that Gideus found out about some of these things, or maybe found out that Zaguru was poisoning um, the leader of the Kashin family. We don't know why Zaguru left Atlas alive, why he was protecting Atlas's godson. There's many mysteries left to this. And between you and me, I don't think Atlas is going to take the time to try and find out. I think he's going to be out for revenge, and the truth's going to come out one way or another. So, that's about it, I think. Everything else is going to kind of come out in the story, hopefully. I hope that it comes out in a very dramatic way, but you never know. And, let's see. 
the only other episode is we had uh we had Ray coming back and making her appearance back on the scene and I think it's a bit too early to kind of get into that I think next month um we're gonna get some some interesting things but um but yeah uh I think that's a I think that's about it and I think that's a a good place for me to let you go. I appreciate you jumping in and enjoying just a little bit of a sneak peek behind the scenes. A little bit of a heads up for you guys. Next month is Christmas month for us here uh, in the Yorks family and uh, at the Coons residence. And so we will be taking a break in the last two weeks of that month um, to be with family and to just hang out with each other, and have lots of fun. So we hope that you guys enjoy the holiday season. We hope you enjoy the next two episodes that are going to come out the next month. And until next time, see you later, Spacers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. We hope this show brings you as much joy as it does for us to craft it. Significant effort on the order of 10 to 30 hours of editing goes into each episode, and though it is something we will do regardless, any support goes a long ways. If you would like to support the show, here are a few tangible ways in which you can. Rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser helps grow the show and allows us to broaden the audience to spacers who don't know their fans yet. Sharing it with friends or family does the same. And if you wish to donate to help keep our running costs low, you can do so at Coffee in the links below. Last but not least, a simple word of kindness and encouragement to our email below is enough to keep us going no matter what. Have a question or thought that you wish to be aired? Please reach out to us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com or our social media on Instagram at starlight.adventures. Now, until next time, spacers. Spacers.